Welcome back to Cinema Club. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And today we conclude our Denzel month with Inside Man from 2009. Is that correct? No, you're three years off at 2006. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. 2006 so, is the one of the best years in cinema history. Did Mad Max come out in 2006? No, that was 2015. Uh, we got No Country was for it Old really? Men. No oh, Country wow. for Old Men. There Will Be Blood. Uh, a few other movies here and there. But yeah, 2006. Okay. Departed. Oh, yeah. Departed is the biggest one, I think. And did I think you say Children of Men? And yeah, I did not say Children of Men. Yeah, good. It's a good year. Six uh, was a good year. <laughs> one of the best, and that will lead into our segue into our discussion of Inside Man because uh, Children of Men also stars Clive Owen oh. and uh, Denzel's uh, and Chiwetel uh, Ch- for Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. So we started off with Training Day, which was a high. And then we went to Ricochet, which was... Even higher. Just way... It's like above the screen it's, for me. Gosh. <laughs> you know, honestly, to bring it back up, the best way to describe how we covered his filmography is we did his, his big Oscar win with Training Day. Uh, him taking a really bad movie and doing the best that he can with it and, like, elevating it with Ricochet. And then we've got, like... Uh, him working with like one of his biggest collaborators, Spike Lee. Even though they've only done like three movies, I think together. Four. So that was the thing. So we were arguing four? like, yeah. So we were arguing like, when you guys say like Tony Scott and Denzel, that's um, they work yeah. together. Like that's how I feel about Spike Lee and Denzel. I feel like that's their combo. What's yeah? Uh, yeah he got game. This uh, Mo Better Blues. Oh, Mo, that's the one I was missing. Okay. Yeah, and Malcolm X. And then yeah. Malcolm X. So, um, but I mean, how many did he do with Tony Scott? I mean, he, I think he did five. Pretty similar was a five. Yeah. yeah, he did five. So uh, there was Unstoppable, Unstoppable, Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide, and then uh, the time travel one is that uh, De- Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Did he do uh, Equalizer? I don't know. That was um, Antoine yeah. Fuqua. Yeah, uh, we only listed four there. Sorry, what was it? it was uh, Deja Vu. Uh, Unstoppable. Out of time. Yeah. Out of time. No, not out of time. Uh, Man on Fire, Crimson Deja, Tide. Deja, Deja Vu. And uh, why can't I think of what number five was? It's... Oh, Taking a Pelham, one, two, three. Oh, yeah, that's oh, okay. it. Yep. There you go. There's your five. Okay. So, so right now we're doing Inside Man. And let's do our top of the hour discussion real quick. Well, actually, it's a real quick. Before we go into this movie, did anybody watch uh, The Little Things? I no. mentioned on the last episode, I think, that I had tried watching it. I made it like maybe 20 minutes into it. It and the, the, the You last, gave up or fell asleep? I just gave up. It, it was oh, going okay. nowhere for me. The payoff okay, is worth it. Okay. Um, I'm not saying like it's this amazing ending. Yeah. But the last 20 minutes, and I don't think it's a spoiler, but it went in a direction I didn't expect. And I was like, okay, that was totally worth it. Because I agree. It was just like, this whole like it's like a generic yeah it's like your generic like murder mystery you know uh procedural movie or whatever yeah and but it like, really picks up when um what's his name comes in um leto or jared leto jared leto was awesome in it okay and then the last 20 minutes it was just out of left field and i was like okay cool so yeah. i'm not saying it's like this amazing movie but it's worth the watch cool so and then other than what we did for the podcast, I watched first Virtuosity. So, <laughs> um. you know, you know what movie I uh, I started to watch, and I actually am going to finish it before the end of the month. I started watching a Safe House, which yeah, I saw okay. a long time ago. That movie I think is pretty legit and kind of never saw it. Uh, it's Ryan Reynolds not being a jackass the entire movie. He's actually playing it's- like a serious role and actually does like a lot of cool action scenes in in it. Isn't his character from Just Friends? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, Safe House, pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but check it out. Okay. Matt, did you watch anything? Uh, yeah, I watched, outside of what we watched for the show, uh, I watched Glory, which I've never seen yeah. all the way through. Glory is so good. Talked about it's it. okay. It's okay. That ending charge is phenomenal. It's mm. okay. I have problems with the movie that I... We- yeah, we talked about it. It kind of ruined it as I was watching it, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen that movie. Um, it's an okay movie. 
Um, now, is Matthew Broderick, does he play the role of Ferris in that movie? Are you going yeah. to pick movies that... Yeah, he comes up at the think? end of the credits, and he's like, what are you guys, guys doing here, here for? <laughs> he's, got the, he's got that mustache. He's like, what are you guys still doing here? He's got his musket. What are you guys still doing yeah. here? Um, and then I just watched... Uh, today, I watched Devil in a Blue Dress. I've How never that? seen that. It was awesome. Really? It was okay. really... It's been on my list forever, and I found it somewhere today. We do our... Uh, our final episode uh really really cool film the war uh okay. and um and i did some like uh digging into it and found out i found out it's based off like 15 some books about the same character that denzel plays uh which i'm gonna crack into uh really excited to check those out um and then i found out there and there's a tv show in the works right now oh and it's basically yeah so it's it's about um uh this uh african-american pi during like post-world war ii la okay so uh it was just i don't know it was just really kind of a really cool story and i read up about it and the the reviews were like either even though the reviews are really high for this movie it didn't do very well (laughs) and uh well and this is the reason why but it was like it didn't do very well because it opened up the week after seven came out (laughs) i was like I was like, yeah. I was like, that's that's probably what killed it. Like two yeah. detective movies back to back. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. one of them is like seven. I mean, seven. Did like you know? A, did you know, a, Denzel that, turned down seven. Oh really? really? Yeah. Um, I had it for trivia for last week, but I forgot to talk about it. He reg- the two movies he turned down that he regrets was seven because he thought it was too brutal. Then he saw it and he totally regretted it. And then Michael Clayton he turned down as well. Oh wow! Wow. wow. Michael yeah, Clayton um, is kind of Michael Clayton, kind of off topic, but Michael Clayton's kind of like a uh, it's like a Sunday movie, like a boring kind of movie, but okay. it's also incredibly awesome at the same time. It's I've a never very, seen it. It's a very, very, very slow movie, but okay. like there's some moments in it that are are incredible, and uh, there's a crazy monologue towards the end that's just like one of the best. I feel like cool. Okay. 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 Yeah, but the yeah, Devil in the Blue Dress, I highly, highly recommend it. Awesome movie. It's a bummer that it didn't do well in the theaters because I would have loved to have seen some sequels. And Ooh. probably one of the coolest Denzel roles I've seen him in. Does he get into his boxer shorts at some time at some point, uh confronting the uh <laughs> the big bad at the end of the movie? Or? Yeah, the, the bad guy happens to be a clown as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, Just, who directed- I'm sorry, it was Ricochet too. I watched uh. Ricochet too. <laughs> Who uh, who directed Mo Better Blues Two or uh, Two? <laughs> is, 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 uh, is it Spike Lee that directed Mo Better Blues? Yeah, yeah, but he um, watched Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, let me look it up. Hold on. Oh man. Um, so, no, okay. but I, 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 yeah, I recommend it. I think it was really cool. Carl Franklin directed it. Okay. He also directed At a Time. That also had Denzel oh. in it. Uh, he also directed Mo Better one Fal- two. One, two. Yeah. No, three. One False Move. <laughs> he did One False Move. I don't know that. Uh, and then he, it looks like he also directed part of the Pacific, the, oh, uh, the yeah. second miniseries after Band of Brothers. Mm. Okay. The more okay. serious of the war, even though they're both serious, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just like, so my computer almost fell over. You nice. good? You good? Inside Man, 2006. So just to give you, I'm going to give you some, um, some context or some pretext to his current Rotten Tomato scores to see where you can put this at. So Ricochet had a 72. Training Day had a 73. What do you think Inside Man has? 87. Okay. Hanto, what do you give it? Uh, 79. 86. Wow. That's what we were looking for. Hey, yeah. So right. Hanto wins. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know why you were so excited. For I was wondering the same thing because you like what? overshot. You overshot. We played Price is Right rules, man. No, you just said it was an 86. You said 87. Yeah. You went what? over. Oh, that's we don't do prices right. That's stupid. we've always we've, done we've always done it. Right. Yeah, we've always done. Yeah, it. that's so dumb. <laughs> don't be bitter. All right. Uh, get so better. You, yeah. Oh yeah. 
So if, if okay. Hanto, so I went over. If Hanto was like three, three. If I said, he if I won. said, if I said zero percent, I would have won. Hanto would have won. Yeah, you, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't like this game. Um, what was the budget? It was bullshit. <laughs> you give him the easy ones. <laughs> that's a big daddy reference. Yeah, it is. Um, what was the budget for Inside Man? Matt, we'll start with you. Whenever you're uh, ready, ten, just oh. ten mil. 10 mil 10 mil okay Hanta, what would you say inside that seems low. Is? i'll yeah. say uh like 50 million okay so matt says 10 Hanta says 50 the answer is 45 oh. so matt you won you won if you I said won. zero dollars you would have won <laughs> so now the rules are okay <laughs> all right how Everyone's much a you... winner on cinema cult network <laughs> how much did it make domestically so i had a 45 million dollar budget how much did you make domestically? Hanto, we'll start off with you. Um, 100 million. Okay, Matt? 120 mil. 88. Damn. We both so lost. Hanto wins just because he was closer, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I feel like Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. It's just not your day. Uh, a bunch of squiggly lines. <laughs> I don't know, a bunch of squiggly right. lines. So worldwide... It was released internationally. So we have made, what we got, 88 domestically. How much did it make worldwide? Matt, we'll start off with you. 200. $200. Hanto, what do you got? Um, no. 90 million. What? Okay. So Hanto thinks oh, that it only made. I, oh, yeah. it's too late. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Thinks yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I made the same mistake last time. Okay, you, yeah, well, you're playing against Chris. 150 million. You're playing yeah. against Chris's rules, and they're just they're nonsensical. It's price is right. Uh, worldwide, 186. Nice. Oh, so this was a hit for sure, um, and a much needed hit for Spike Lee because um, Spike Lee has a very interesting career because he comes out with some indie films, do the right things, huge. The 90s, they're kind of steady but not huge. Inside Man comes out huge, then it's kind of steady. Black Klansman huge, so like he has this very like. I was gonna say because yeah, because didn't he do like Miracle at Saint Anna after mm. this, mm. and it wasn't yeah. like as big as I remember Inside it Man. being a kind of flop at the theaters. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I want to say right before he did this, he did She Hate Me, right? Uh, she Hate Me was mid two thousand, so yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah, he is. He does a lot of like. I feel like he does um, the kind of Scorsese thing as far as like yeah, projects yeah. for himself and then projects mm-hmm. for like the studios. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. Like I feel like uh, I feel I kind of feel like Black Klansman was like one that was for like the studios. And then he just recently did one for Netflix last year, uh, The Five Bloods. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like more of like a his kind of project. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But do you yeah, get, I like, agree with you. Yeah. Like, there's certain like he'll do indie stuff and then he'll do he'll do non-indie stuff like uh uh the was it the sweet blood of jesus did you guys see that, that a, uh i did not but isn't that a um it's a remake yeah of, uh, of, movie? yeah of um uh ganja yeah ganja and hess and it was like i want to say it was crowds like crowdsourced as far as like but uh it was <laughs> Like what do you like when you call like when they did those like indie fund me kind of thing? Like GoFundMe, GoFundMe, Kickstarter, or whatever. Like the indie projects that people can go like can fund. Like that's one of them that he did through that way. So it's like a uh, really hardcore like indie movie in a way. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, and I feel like um, even though it wasn't a hit, I feel like Old Boy could have been like a studio one, and he was yes. Old boy, that's what I mean. An old boy is like a old studio. Boy one. had been in development for a while at that point because I think even Steven yeah. Spielberg was attached to direct with Will Smith starring in it, and then they both dropped, and eventually it went to Spike Lee, and that movie is not good. Really, it's okay. Yeah, it's just I just I think that seen... I mean it's just overshadowed by the fact that the original is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, can't really compete so, against it. No, you're right. So oh, you know what? Man, I take it back. Oh, it no. might have been Shy. It might have been Chirac. <laughs> That was. Uh, I was say. Produced. I think Chirac was the uh, was the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it was like produced by fans. Yeah. Okay, I follow. You. I follow. You. So Hanto, Inside Man, take us to the cast and crew. Directed by Spike Lee, 
previous episode, Do the Right Thing. Uh, previous collabs with Denzel, Malcolm X, he got game Mo Better Blues. In this. There you go. It's good. Uh, going. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington as Detective Keith Frazier. Uh, previous episodes, the last two episodes. <laughs> uh, Clive Owen as Dalton Russell. I know him from Born Identity, as I think that's where he got to start from. Uh, Sin City is a big one, and one that was kind of, I has some cool scenes, but not as good as it. Shoot him up. Oh, I was going to say the inter- international. It was I like haven't a, seen that. It was like a crime where he plays like a um, like an Interpol agent trying to track some people down. It has Naomi okay. Watts. There's a cool, cool shootout uh, scene in the Guggenheim uh, Museum. And it's okay. like the, the big museum that has like kind of like the, it's like a spiral staircase that goes wraps around the entire building basically. But uh, yeah, it's just not, I don't know wasn't really that good but yeah fun um, fact about clive owen uh i remember reading this like decades ago but he was in an interview and i guess he was a big bowie fan back in the 80s 70s and 80s and every time bowie would come out with a new look clive owen would mimic that look oh interesting yeah so imagine clive owen dressed up as you know (laughs) insert like yeah insert bowie look here like as far as yeah yeah the goblin king the goblin king from uh labyrinth (laughs) I think the the best thing, (laughs) yeah, the best thing I think I've seen him in was uh, Closer. I think it's a movie nobody really talks about. I like Closer. Yeah, Closer is a really good movie. Solid cast because it's Clive Owen, Jude Law, Natalie Portman, and Julia Roberts. Yeah, and I think for me, I think my favorite we mentioned earlier, but Children of Men. I think that movie is Children of Men, solid, incredible, incredible movie. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, he's Uh, he's an actor I'm waiting to pop up in the Marvel universe somewhere. Yeah, oh, cool. I could see him. Yeah, yeah. I could see him popping up. Uh, you know I, mean? I feel like he's not really used much. The last movie I saw him in was the Ang Lee uh, movie Gemini Man. And oh, was he in that? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, but uh, that was the last time I saw him, and I don't. I haven't really looked into what his like future projects are, but I hope he keeps popping up and stuff because he's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, continue the cast. Got Jodie Foster as Madeline White. Know her best from Taxi Driver and Silence of the Lambs, which I just rewatched in October. That movie is just one of the best. And it's perfect. I had, it's a I, yeah. I hadn't seen it in years, and I was just like, wow. I was just wowed by like how incredible it is. I bought it on a whim. I hadn't seen it since I was like 15, and I was like, yeah. I remember this movie being okay. Yeah, like the, and... the the vague memories of you know the infamous scenes in that movie, but when you see it as a whole, yeah. like it was right yeah. Together. Yeah, actually, it's a fantastic. Jody Foster, did you guys ever see Panic Room? Yeah, yeah. Is it good? It's still in theaters. Uh, yeah. I, haven't I, seen it, I haven't seen it since theaters, but yeah, it's yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Okay. And it, and I thought I, about the other day. It's the only um, Fincher, uh, David Fincher movie I really haven't seen. So yeah, uh, it's but, got the okay. basically the yeah. same look as uh, Fight Club, like that grungy, like green look to it. Okay, but it's all set in the house, pretty much. But I remember being yeah. all right. I remember being all right. Okay. I think it's worth a watch. I think yeah. it's worth a watch for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Fincher's one of those guys that you just got to check out all of his stuff, I think. Um, sure. And don't, yeah, don't overlook the other one. But uh, Christopher Plummer as Arthur Case, uh, RIP, actually, at the beginning of this month, known best from Sound of Music. Yeah. And previous episode, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And then he I actually, think. Actually, uh, the second time he worked with Spike Lee. Is it? Uh, yeah, they work together in Malcolm X. Oh, you know, oh, I've, never I seen, that. I've never seen Malcolm X. I, didn't I probably, probably should. Um, but yeah, because Denzel got nominated for supporting, or no, not supporting, best actor yeah. in, in that movie, but I think lost, right? Because he's no, only I don't got, think he won for it. Yeah. He's only, got, only, he's only won for Training Day. And he got supporting for Glory. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and then got Willem Dafoe as Captain John Darius. Previous episode, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and lots of other Wes Anderson movies. Uh, and and then, Antichrist. Antichrist, yeah, that is a tough watch. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> very, very tough watch. <laughs> I okay, I didn't get to see it, but there was supposed to be a Super Bowl commercial where his character from Antichrist comes back, like he's in the commercial. Sorry, his character from. I, so I, I, I didn't get to see it though. 
Yeah, I totally forgot about it. You know why you're all, you're both just quiet, staring at me like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Freaking kidding? Uh, uh, I don't even know what they would do as a Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercial. Cause I don't I know either. Like I didn't get to see it. They really put that character through a lot. In yeah. That movie. <laughs> uh, fun trivia about him and Spike Lee. I guess they um, they both attended a play of Julius Caesar where uh, Denzel Washington was performing in it before this movie. And they were both standing at the urinals at the exact same time during intermission. <laughs> and uh, Spike Lee was like, he said to William Defoe, he's like, we should work together. And William Defoe was like, yeah, we should. And then the next movie they made was Inside Man. That was so cool. What a oh, cool yeah, That's cool. Next time yeah. I'm, at a, I'm at a urinal with somebody, I'm going to be like, we should work together. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, continuing cast, we got Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, as Detective Bill Mitchell, best known from 12 Years a Slave. I first saw him in Serenity, which is an awesome movie. Uh, yeah. Continuation of Firefly. Uh, appeared in Marvel's uh, Doctor Strange, and he'll be reprising that role in the next movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is the same Raimi uh, MCU movie. He was just in... Um... Another Spike Lee too. He was in uh, She Hate Me. Okay, I yeah. just I haven't seen I haven't seen that yeah. one. I'm oh, playing... he was in uh, Love Actually, which we talked about a few months ago. I also have not seen that one. Oh, you know where oh, is yeah, it? Who is he in She Hate Me? I think he's the security guard. Do you remember that whole okay. scene with? I I haven't seen that movie since it came out, and really? like I remember yeah. liking it. I like, and I just had. I think like, he's into it. it in a I long think time. he's in it. Yeah. Okay um and that's pretty much all i have i had listed uh the three supporting um uh actors that assist clive owen the the people that play steve stevie stevo uh there's kim director who plays stevie i know her from uh i always recognize her because she was in blair witch project 2 <laughs> book, book of shadows Man. and then you got james ransone as stevo uh sinister one and two Season two of Wire, which he's awesome in. And Wait, he was in the first Sinister. He's in both of them. He's he's the deputy. What's his name? Yeah, oh. literally deputy. What's his name in the first one? And I literally just watched it. So yeah, okay. And yeah. He, he's basically the star of the sequel, Sinister Two. Okay, is the sequel any good? It's all right. There's some cool, like yeah. you know, like the videotapes or the film reels that they watch. Yeah. There's some there's some crazier ones in. in really? Yeah. Do you like the first one? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I actually, yeah, I think uh, it's good too. Yeah. A few years ago, they actually did a screening at the uh, downtown. Yeah. And we got to watch it with like a basically uh, a crowd of people, and it was a fun, fun watch. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, season two of The Wire, which he's awesome on. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen The Wire. Great show. That's no, on my uh, list to watch. Everyone tells me to watch it. And I just those, haven't gotten around to it's, it. Yet. It's one of those shows where it's like uh, from episode one, they really just throw you into the story of The Wire. Yeah. They, you don't know who they are, who the character names are that you just got to like learn it as you watch it. But once you get the rhythm of the show, it's really, really good. Okay. Uh, especially because every season, it follows like the same characters here and there, but they focus on different portions of Baltimore. Uh, That's right. But, this, but the story culminates into the big uh, season arc, basically. Uh, but yeah, we know him because we did a previous episode. In chapter two, he plays uh, Eddie Kasbrack. Oh, yeah, really? Yep. Okay. Wow. So, I had no, I had no clue that was him. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. That's all cool. I have for cast okay. and crew. who? Not to put you on the spot. Who wrote this? I don't think it was Spike Lee. Uh, it was not. It was Russell Gerwitz, and okay. he really only had one other feature film, which is Righteous Kill, which is a Robert De Niro and Al Pacino vehicle. I think which was a box office flop. It was. Yeah. So okay. Well, let's go through Inside Man. I feel like Inside Man is going to be hard to talk about because it's so like back and forth and this happens and yeah. this happens. It's a lot. So I yeah. don't want to go like scene by scene. Yeah, um, the first, especially the first 20 minutes like uh, is very back and forth on like just different, uh, just kind of getting you um, set up for just different things that's going to happen yeah. in the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. So like when we talk about it, I'll set the scene. If you want to interject, if you find something really yeah. cool about that scene. Um, so basically, it starts off with, um, I was going to say Colin Farrell. Uh, it starts <laughs> off with Clive Owen, and he's got this team that's robbing his bank. 
Um, I will say just from the get go, this movie looks so good. Yeah, like, it's it's and, incredibly shot. It's it's yeah. really really good looking. Yeah. And I don't think there's any wasted scenes in this movie. Like I don't feel like a scene happens. I'm like, all right, you could have cut this out. Like I feel like the pace is like on every point. every yeah. every scene that they introduce like plays a role somewhere down. It's almost like I mean, he tells you kind of like in the opening monologue, he says, you know, basically that's the who, that's the where, that's the what. It's like pay attention, you know, because every detail and it's almost like every scene matters because they're trying to piece together like what's actually going on in this bank yeah. which is awesome yeah well and it's just well, even like with how like uh with the heist ending there's still yeah. like 45 minutes to the movie or something like i was that. like yeah i was surprised like when yeah. when they after the cops roll in and everything i was like oh my god there's still like 35 minutes left in this movie which is cool it's, because it's like yeah it just, it, you're like you're right the pacing is really great in this movie for a hmm. essentially a dog day afternoon kind of like movie that's right, why Spike right. Lee wanted to do this. Um, he did it, um, from what I read, he did it as kind of a tribute to one of his favorite movies, which is Dog Day Afternoon. And yeah. um, co- coincidentally, okay. and I don't know if, if you have this as your trivia, but there's two characters or two actors that appeared in Dog Day Afternoon that are also in this movie. Okay. One of them is the, um, uh, she's the elderly lady that like refuses to undress. She okay. plays a hostage in Dog Day Afternoon. And then there's a pizza delivery boy in Dog Day Afternoon that delivers like the pizzas to the hostages and to like Al Pacino. He plays the cop that delivers the pizzas to Clive Owen and his crew. That's cool. Oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, so. Here's a trivia on top of your trivia. The pizzas <laughs> in this movie are actually saw Sal's, Sal's Pizzeria. Oh, the right thing. what? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't either. I had to read, I read about it afterwards. I was like, that's, oh, that's aw- a really cool time. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really yeah. neat. Um, but basically, so Clive Owen and his like group is robbing this bank, and it's a pretty full bank at this point, too. Yeah. And we're introduced to like a bunch of characters that are just kind of like side characters, but it's enough detail that like yeah. they're characters. Yes, um, I like this. Yeah. So the bank robbery happens. Meanwhile, um, we cut to Denzel who's working with his partner. And I guess Denzel's in trouble. Is that the hint? Is like they got in trouble for something? Uh, they, I guess they pulled a, he did a case where there, there was something to do with like missing money okay. and his, his name was attached to the case and nobody knows what happened to the missing money. That's right. That's right. And so he's kind of like under the radar. Like, I don't know if like they're, they're, um, considering yeah, like, him to have stolen it or like internal like, affairs or something. Or yes, like tracking I think him down. like IA is like checking him out. Okay. Sure. And Man, so many characters pop up, but you have like Denzel who's going to work the negotiations. That's his yeah. job against yeah. Clive Owen. And then you have Christopher Plummer who owns the bank. Yeah, he owns the bank. He's like, yeah, he basically had founded the bank and everything. I think back in like the 50s or something. Yeah. So he's been, yeah, yeah it's been around for a while now. And to reduce a majority of his scenes, he basically takes one of his workers who's Jody Foster. <laughs> And says, go help with the negotiations. Like, I have something in that bank I need to protect. Go. His, and- his, his reaction is, I, I was, like, laughing because you kind of, I mean, granted, you don't really know it until the end of what, what's going on. But you know something's bad because they, in the, like, the secretary walks in and says, there's a robbery at one of your banks. He's like, oh, no, that's terrible. And she said, it's at this location. He's like, mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of awesome, especially when you yeah, find yeah. out what, like, what's going on. You're like, oh, yeah. he's in deep shit right now. Yeah. And so he sends Jodie Foster to like help the negotiations. Jodie Foster is awesome in this movie. Her yeah. character is garbage. Oh, like garbage. You hate her. <laughs> yeah. But I've never really seen her in anything like this before. So every time she was on screen, I was totally like intrigued by her character. Especially when she you does a really good. Oh, go ahead. What exactly does she do? Is she like I'm a like, fixer? Is she like a fixer for uh uh like different? She helps basically people get out of trouble, essentially. Something like that, I think. I, I don't. I don't know. I think they keep it very vague, but at the same time, I'm like, and now I'm questioning it after right. watching the movie. I'm like, what was her job? What was she supposed to do? Right. Yeah. She's yeah. she's basically a fixer, quote unquote, to basically try to get basically like diffuse the situation. 
and protect whatever gets stolen from that bank. Okay. Okay. So uh, she's, I mean, to make a connection to what we were talking about earlier, Michael Clayton's a fixer. And that's basically what the movie's all about. It's about him trying to fix a situation. Okay. Somebody got into some deep shit and it's just following him and that kind of stuff. But yeah, they're basically the same kind of character, essentially. High profile clients getting them out of trouble, basically. Okay. So he's basically playing his character, George Clooney, from Roseanne. Is he a fixer in that movie? He's a, oh no, he's a he's like a plumber. He's like a he's trying to he's trying to fix the family. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They keep yelling at the or keep playing poker, and yelling at each other. Opening credits. <laughs> okay, so basically, the movie is just like a layout of events of what's going on. Um, and like I said, I don't want to go through every single detail because there's a lot of details. In it, this movie. Yeah, it, it keeps intercutting. You know, you got your heist, and yeah, you, know, you got the main plot with the heist and everything. But every once in a while, it cuts uh, to a flash forward where Denzel and Chowtel Ijefor are like they're interviewing the hostages, and it's like definitely you know shortly after the heist because everyone's complaining and all that stuff. And the storytelling is so good here. Like, I think this is this is like uh, prime Spike Lee here and Denzel. But when it when Denzel is interviewing these people after the fact, Denzel's charm just pours out. Um, yeah, there's so many scenes like when he interviews the older lady. Oh and, yeah, um, like he's like joking around with them, they're laughing back and forth, and he asks somebody hey. else. He's like, did you rob the bank? And like, they're just yeah. like, everything is just very- <laughs> like, No, really, did you yeah. rob the bank? Did you rob the bank? Yeah, like, it's really good. Or like, it doesn't, it. Have the, it doesn't have the line with the old day where he's like, you can go. No, you have to stay. No, no, sit down. I'll go. Yeah, 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 go, go. Yeah, and like, I don't know, these scenes are really good because you have so much tension that these intertwined scenes break the tension, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I made, guess a lot of these oh, were improv Are they really? Yeah, a lot of them were improv Oh, that's cool. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, oh, so- yeah, um, so that's kind of cool. Like, I think yeah. when you may mean his charm coming out, it's like it's like here you go. It's Denzel. Yeah, yeah. I I had made the made the note that like in the beginning, it it seems like they're super confident that they can like uh, end the situation fast because when they come to the crime or you know the heist, basically, they're talking to Willem Dafoe's character and they're like telling him what to do and everything. And obviously, it's not a short situation because it ends up getting kind of out of control by the end but i like the parallel where it's like they come into the scene or to the the crime scene basically and they're very confident and then flash forward and they're clearly annoyed that they've gotten away or gone away with it or they can't figure out who was a part of the heist or not yeah yeah it's great for sure and even um an awesome scene in the movie which we're still kind of on the same timeline is when um um, I'm trying to think how they do it. They they start hearing someone talking a different language. Yeah, and they have to get the translator. And like that oh, whole scene, yeah. that like 15 minutes of like, what are they speaking in? And they get the construction the worker. Yeah, and the construction worker has to get his wife, and his wife comes down with the the parking tickets. Like that whole scene is so like, like this. I mean, I know this movie is only like 14 or 15 years old, but this feels like an old school classic. Oh yeah. A heist movie like yeah. it's yeah. really well done yeah yeah the, the heist is very clever in this movie oh too. it's awesome it's great um, it's great to the point where it's like i really don't uh there's not a moment where i don't buy what's on screen where i'm like wow that's very very smart um no yeah like the with the heist it's cool because you know they all use monikers that are similar like uh steve steve stevie steve-o and they keep doing a thing where they keep rotating hostages from one room to another getting them mixed around and stuff and they start and sometimes even like the the other heist uh members or you know cr- criminals they like will participate by being hostages themselves which is like a really cool way to like disorganize right? everyone's thoughts yeah. yeah especially to the point where uh, i think it's james ransom uh he is like kind of stirring the pot a little bit by saying like oh these guys aren't gonna do anything blah 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 and then Clivebone busts in, drags him away from everybody, and then begins to beat the hell out of them. And it's all to create this illusion that like no one will be able to tell who who the other people like participants were in this heist. It's yeah. genius. Like even when they're making them change, you're like, what's going on? And then once yeah. it reveals, I'm like, 
when it shows when they're going to like the separate rooms and they're putting people in the rooms and then the one girl who's like in on it starts screaming and then she yeah. puts on her mask and everything you're like oh man like there is a thought to this like everything yeah. they're doing it's really clever right, um, right even um i think a memorable scene is when they're collecting everybody's cell phones oh yeah <laughs> this guy this and the one guy i left my phone at home or bank manager then, yeah peter hammond and or it's something. cool because like the tension is so good because it's yeah. him like flipping through every phone I to find it. this Peter guy, and then all and the, of a sudden Kanye comes on. It's something and something about the something about the sound design too of the phones, like pulling them out and like pressing the buttons of the phone and like yeah. throwing it throwing it on the ground. Something about the the sound design of that like really just makes it even more intense for some reason. I agree. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think showing the people's faces as well as they're all just oh, kind of waiting, like because they know what's he knows about to he's happen. gonna find. Yeah, they he knows know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I tell you what, though, there like we talked about, we can talk about this, but as far as like the movie feeling dated mm. because of the technology, and it's I know what you can get at. Okay, okay, good. It's weird because it's flip phones and oh, yeah. flip phones like those like. Those those uh, ones we had in the early two thousands, like Nokia were or only like Razor, like, Motorola Razor phones. Yeah, you know? but they were only around for like a small chunk of years, and we've had smartphones now for like almost like I think geez, like two thousand ten, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I say yeah, around that time. Yeah. yeah. So they've looked. They've bas- phones have basically looked like this for like a longer amount of time than we had flip phones. So right. when, anytime I see the movies in these early 2000s and they're taking out these like Nokia flip phones like Pre, Departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking like, of sliding it, they're like... Imagine if they, imagine in the scene if it was like uh, 1990s and they had the big like Zach Morris phones and he's just going through oh, the bag yeah, man. and pressing like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, he, he finds a premium one which is like one of those suitcase phones. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like 13 garbage bags full of phones. <laughs> Put your phones in here. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, feeling dated, I know how I feel on this, but the scene, well, I'll set it up. Clive Owen is in a bank vault with one of the kids who's held captive as well. Oh, yeah. And the kid has like a mini like PSP, like portable gaming device. Yeah. And Clive Owen's like, what do you got there? And he takes the game from him, 3D. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> he takes the portable device and starts playing it. And it like pops up full screen. Mm-hmm. Does this seem dated to you? Really? Uh, at times, yeah. The, what got me with this scene was why isn't the kid with the rest of the hostages? Yeah. Like, why is this oh, kid that's just a good sitting? Point. That's yeah. what got me. I was like, why is this kid just sitting in the vault by himself? And they're like, well, he, I think they bring him there because he's like, I'll bring you back to the your dad. Just finish your food, you know. Yeah, but why? I know. I guess it's I'm weird. Just, yeah, it's weird. I think it's, that's like, a really good way. Yeah. It's just it's just yeah. a nice way to have Clive Owen do a scene with his kid and play uh, a GTA GTA yeah. knockoff, basically. Pretty much. Um, so as the, like, the story progresses, Denzel decides that he's going to go into the bank and he's going to talk to Clive Owen. And I hated this scene. I haven't seen this movie in years. Mm-hmm. I hated the scene when I watched it, but the aftermath. I think, so I, know I think I might know what you're talking about. Well, because like Denzel goes in and he's talking to him. Well, I think at this point, Jodie Foster's already, already come in. She's already attempted or like had, already, a one-on, had a one-on-one with Clive Owen, basically. Yeah, which we need to talk about. But Okay, go ahead. No, no, let's get to your scene first, and we'll talk about the whole Nazi backplot. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So, Jerry Foss has already come in, and now Denzel decides at this point that he wants to go in. And he's talking to Clive, and they're having, like, this banter back and forth. It's really going nowhere. And then all of a sudden, Denzel attacks Clive. Oh, yeah. They roll down the steps, and then Denzel gets taken out. And as I watched it, I said aloud, I was like, what a stupid move on his character. And then it cuts to Denzel being like, he's not going to hurt anybody. He's like, I tried to get him to kill me. He wouldn't do anything. Like, and it's such or like it's such a cool like. Oh, a ballsy, he exactly, yeah. He knew what move. he was doing. Yeah. And, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about the scene where he takes Clive. He's like, I gotta check on the hostages, you know. And Clive Owen takes him down to the first room, and it's that like the the increasing music every time they go from room to room, and it's like you think it's over, and then it goes into another room. It's like, <laughs> dude, dude. And it's like, and then we have the room where the people weren't being nice or whatever. And yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I just love the progression of the music where it's like, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, door open. You know, keeps basically yeah. increasing, which is hilarious. But not to like, I know that's what you weren't saying, but like, even like the music's really solid in this. Yeah, music, I awesome. like the music a lot. Yeah. Did you? Do, do we know who the composer is? I don't know if it was like a big name. 
It was that we um, actually knew, but Matthew Libatik. Uh, okay. I'm trying to look at what he did. He's done stuff with Spike before, right? Amazing. Miracle I don't know. at St. Anna. Uh, he did Black Swan. Um, yeah, he's got a, a decent amount. Chirac, straight out of Compton. Um, trying to think. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at the cinematographer. <laughs> Terrence Terrence Blanchard is the is the composer, and I think he okay. did Black Klansman. Yeah, I, I thought he did Black Klansman. Okay, I'll get back and to you speak, on that one. No, you're good. Um, I did want to ask earlier on, what do we think of a bald Denzel in this? Oh, he is bald, isn't he? Is yeah, he? because yeah, he is. I don't think I've ever seen him bald before. Is he? Yeah, I he's, he is wearing that hat for almost the entire movie. I mean, he's got yeah, like but a I feel like he's, shadow on his head. But I feel like he has like an interchangeable look. Like he always like goes back and forth between bald and has hair, bald has hair. I don't know when I've seen him and then he's bald. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just saying that. But like <laughs> I honestly I guess I just didn't uh pick up on that. I will say he looks really cool with the hat on too. Those were things yeah, I fedora. wrote down in my notes. Is it a fedora? Yeah. I don't think it's yeah, it's like it? a fedora. Yeah, it's like a fedora. Like Indiana Jones? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I feel like it's more like the hat. Also, that, uh, I'm looking at a screenshot of Denzel right now. He's definitely got like a buzz going on. It's not straight bald. I know. I said he's got like a five o'clock shadow on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five o'clock shadow. Like, like he's usually bald, but he didn't shave that day. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like less than 24 hours old. Yeah, cool. Plot. Uh, Man, great questions. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep the conversation going. Uh, uh, right, so we talked about the. Let's talk about the Nazi backplot on this. Go for so it. So at one point, Jodie Foster comes in. She talks Denzel into letting her into the bank. And for uh, if she if he lets her into the bank, he will be promoted to first detective, which he wants to get to. So he's like, fine, I'll let you in. Uh, he lets her into the bank, and Clive Owen shows off just a hint at what he pulled out of the safety deposit box. Uh, was it 392 or 393? Yeah, 392. And 392. And it's documentation of Christopher Plummer's character having um, worked with Nazis during World War II to acquire his wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on this as, as far, far as, as the backstory? As, a ba- as like the overarching, like the secret, I guess the secret like plot here. Well, because Clive Owen's whole agenda for, like, the bank robbery is to, like, showcase what he's done, right? I mean, is that kind of part I thought of it was just. Doing? I thought it was on it. Well, at the end, he said it's just for the diamonds. And he's yeah, holding he's on also... to this. But, uh, yeah, I, for some reason, I thought it was also to kind of, like, also let everyone know that this dude sucks. Yeah. I think I, it was kind I of I don't both, know. But... I, I, I think the one thing I had a question with at the end of this movie was that why the hell is Christopher Plummer still keeping on to this documentation? Right. Um, unless it was for, like, because, I mean, if it's something that, like, is really going to burn you, you know what I mean? Like, especially pictures with you with Nazis during World War II, yeah. like, why would you not get rid of that? Right. Or, docu- or just documentation in general. Um, but then I guess, like, I kind of... Th- I think the reason why Christopher Plummer holds on to it is to uh, basically remind himself where his roots came from. And because he tries to do like, he mentions that he does humanitarian work and he does all this other stuff. But he also, he he does like, yeah, he does admit that like his, he's trying to redeem himself for the atrocious crimes uh, that he's done basically for. Is that that how you took it? Okay. Well, he specifically says he's, I'm still trying to, pay my debt basically to because my soul is cursed but i know, couldn't for, tell if he was being like legit about it or he's like i'm still trying to make up for it you know like so this is basically like, this is basically him holding on to a bunch of love letters from a high school sweetheart oh god you know that, that he doesn't that he doesn't date anymore and he's like but i need to hold on to these letters because it reminds me of another time i guess yeah yeah, I mean, other than that, that like, yeah. if, if it's not that, then it's really stupid that he has that he, this that stuff he just still. Is yeah. yeah, it's the same concept of, like, Dexter, the serial killer, holding on to his, like, tokens of whatever. Okay. 
That's maybe he's, funny. Maybe, maybe yeah. he's just a monster and he has to hold on to it because it's like a, a, yeah. a trophy of his wealth, basically. Okay. You know? That's yeah. a good way to put okay, it. Okay, that's, yeah. that's another way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, and that's inside, man. <laughs> well, after the scene that he goes in and fights Clive Owen, Clive Owen takes a hostage upstairs and shoots him. This is like some, where, this is some great uh, squib, uh, squib work here. It is feet. really yeah. good work, yeah. And as soon as this happens, Denzel gets like determined, and the shot so is awesome. It's what um, um, Spike Lee used the, to use a lot in his movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uses a lot in Jungle Fever, but um, I I don't know what, the dolly I don't know what his, yeah, and I don't know what his uh, like yeah. main purpose is for it. Like he all, every time I've seen the movie, he uses it for like deep thought or conversation. I say so it's like, like a, it, I would, yeah, I think you're about just about to say just now, but like a sign of determination. Yeah. Of the and character. Yeah. And that, in this it's, I see, I feel like to the outsider, it might look a little goofy because like, I, yeah, I remember I thought it was super goofy when I saw this for the first time, but really, yeah. when I watched it this time, I was like, that shot is awesome. It's a really cool shot. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing this in theaters and, uh, a couple of guys next to me started laughing when this shot happened. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. But they, like, they, they thought it was goofy. And it doesn't, it, and like, it's a it's, cool I shot. Mean, I, I mean, he's got, cool he's shot. got a, it's just the, his, his, the way he looks while like everyone's kind of fast moving in the background. He just yeah. looks serious as he's like, obviously not walking. And he's like zooming forward. So it's really, yeah. really funny looking. So she says they haven't done it earlier at all in this movie, but I think as a whole, when it takes you out of the movie like that, I think it works pretty damn well. Well, sure. and I think I think uh, I think the reason why it feels like kind of out of uh, the ordinary in this is that like Spike Lee's a very stylized director. Yeah. He puts a lot of this kind of stuff in his own movies, and I would say like Inside Man is like definitely his movie. But it's definitely one of his less stylized movies, for sure. This is you know? definitely yeah. like a very yeah. studio. Is, I feel like, like yes, a, and this is like studio. the one shot that like said like that's like his kind get of your, like signature. Your, yeah, yeah, signature. Your one signature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Denzel ends up like charging the bank, and then they decide like, all right, we need to do something. We can't just sit here any longer. So there's this really cool scene where they're like, well, if we go in this way, this could happen. Oh, this is and cool then, too. Yeah, yeah, so it's like they're playing out their thoughts. Like, you're watching their thoughts live, which is really cool the way this is done. I absolutely love this. I, I remember, because I haven't seen this movie in years, but I remember <laughs> when I watched this last night, it took me out of it. I was like, wow, they just killed a lot of people. And I don't remember right? anybody yeah. dying in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but all these different scenarios of like, if we do this, this could happen. And it's like mm. really cool how they... Instead of just talking about it, they basically play it out as if it were happening. And it's yeah. cool to see it unfold like on screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then they end up deciding that they're going to go charge in. Um, and before they charge in, I want to bring this up because this was somebody on the cast and crew didn't bring up. Um, but I think I know what you're about to talk about because I have it in my notes. Well, it was one of the guys that works with William Defoe. That's one of the cops. Daryl Mitchell? Uh, yeah, the wheelchair. Yeah. Is that you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I think so. So there was a guy, he was in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, he's the pilot, he the, on, kid pi the kid pilot. Yeah, and he was on the show Ed. Oh, okay. And um, got into a motorcycle accident, now he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he's actually in the wheelchair in this Oh, movie. I didn't he's, realize that oh, happened. Right. I didn't realize that happened uh, before this movie. Yeah. I knew, I knew it had happened, but I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I can't remember what else he's been in. I feel like he's had a pretty decent resume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking about him. That just popped up in my head. Um, but before they go charge the bank, um, all the hostages end up getting released. And there's this big chaos. And then what they end up doing is, which I feel like this is what would happen in real life, is they take the hostages and they take pictures of each one. They make them state their name and they put them on a bus because like they have no idea who's documenting who. everybody. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's violating somebody's rights a hundred percent but i feel like this is what they do because they don't they don't know like what do yeah, you do yeah yeah so they I charge the in chaos oh, this too i love like just the the chaos oh kind of, like, i mean after the whole the the part where they play out the different scenarios they basically settle on using rubber bullets and shooting them in the head and everyone's like okay yeah that sounds like a great idea 
Yeah. And they end yeah. up doing that, and you're just like horrified that they're just shooting everybody as right. they come out of the as they come after they come out of the bank, basically. So is that what they end up doing? Is going in and shooting people? So it's um, hard for me. The, I can't the, remember. The, the people come out because they um, when they say what they're gonna do, Denzel's like, "We got to go in now." And then Clive Owen, because they have like the listening devices, they realize that's that, right. That's right. Like we're gonna go in, and Clive Owen's like, "Shit!" And then that's when they throw the smoke bombs or the smoke yeah. grenades, and then like tell everyone to basically run out and then they end mm. up uh uh after everyone is clear they run into the bank and find that nobody else is there yeah and it's pretty much this big empty bank and they found like the squib for when the hostage was killed and like they have nothing they absolutely have nothing um yeah i love so, this it's like they find like all the clothes they find uh that the guns weren't even real they're all plastic yeah. guns uh, they find the the squib in the the bathroom, and it just keeps like developing as far as like we got yeah, duped like, so hard on this. Yeah, uh, we've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll tell you what. Like after watching this, Denzel Washington is like his character is completely like aloof this entire oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. Absolutely, and like I don't really think he ever really figures anything out. I think he kind of has Maybe, ideas uh, about anything, what's going on. I said, if anything, he finds out about Christopher Plummer at the end kind of yeah well, he tells like, he I tells like the he, uh he tells the department of like basically war crimes that this <laughs> this dude is yeah not but he's what still, he's, yeah it's like he still doesn't know though i feel like he doesn't yeah. fully know he because he goes to christopher Plummer and he calls him out but yeah. he's like he's like yeah there's something in that box i'm gonna find out what's in the box and he finds the ring and then he goes to the mayor and he's like i don't know you know uh contact war crimes and it's like because I guess how old the, the ring is. So he yeah. still kind of doesn't know. And then even like when he gets like everything that happens to him, it's like he's always like the last person to find out, you know? I mean, he's kind of like the, uh, the the Jack Burton of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like he thinks he's like the hero, but he's yeah. not really like doing anything in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's, yeah. everything's by accident. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And, like he kind of falls right into Clive Owen's plan as far as like, Going even uh, to the point where it's like, oh, we're, we're going to get the drop on them. We're going to deliver those pizzas with some listening devices, even though Clive Owen had delivered a listening device previously when they sent the guy out with the... Uh, which you don't even think yeah, about, which is such yeah. a cool thing. That's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Well, going back to when he goes to the mayor at the end with the ring, I remember this getting a really good laugh at the theaters, but as he walks into the dining area... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I wrote this down, the, yeah. The maitre d' is like, sir, can I have your hat? He's like, no, get your own. And he keeps walking. And it's such like a quick, like... I love it. It's just like... What's cool awesome. about it is it's very unexpected. Like, yeah. you don't expect humor at this point. And yeah. I feel like that's yeah. when humor really lands like that. Um, but yeah, this movie, not to like wrap it up so soon, but um, he goes to the mayor and then Jodie Foster ends up talking to Chris Plummer. And their whole exchange right here at the end is very like... I mean, it's, it's dark because she's like... Uh, she knows what he's done. And he's yeah. kind of like, well, I got to make up for it. And then she has an awesome one-liner about, I have to go find an apartment for Osama bin Laden. And she's like, and I'm going to, he's using you as a reference. And oh, yeah. you can tell this like pisses him off. Yeah, And yeah. Um, I don't know. And that's the thing. This movie ends so strangely because there's no real resolution, I feel like. Yeah. like it's, it's like, it's, it's weird because it's like, uh, and that's what I mean. Like, I feel like Denzel Washington doesn't really solve anything at the end. He kind of like he becomes first detective, like by making that deal, and um, and then they they help him. I want to say there was a there was a, a scene with him and Jodie Foster at the end, and I want to say they pay off with all that money that he was supposed to have like lost. Like, I want to say Jodie Foster pays the like. They figure it out because all of a okay. sudden they come up to him at the end. They're like, Hey, that missing money, we found it. And then he goes to talk to Jody Foster and it's like kind of hinted at that. Like right. they fixed it for is him. Is that what it is? Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, um, when he talks to his boss at the end, Denzel, he's like, yeah, he's like, all that money showed up. He's like, you know, want to know where it came from? And Denzel's like, Nope. Yeah. He's like, because he had nothing to do with it in the first place. And right. Just whatever. Yeah, I just I feel like he's kind of like he's a he's uh along for the ride the entire time and just kind of like okay you know he's just kind of <laughs> like he's he's kind of like 
By the well, end dude, of the movie, he finds that diamond in his pocket. He's just that's like, what I was gonna say. All right. <laughs> he's he so, he, he's he so long for the ride yeah. that he bumps into Clive Owen, doesn't know it's Clive Owen, and at the end, he's with his girlfriend, and he reaches in his pocket, and he's like, "Oh, a diamond!" And he does a total like, like uh, "Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead." And then like he's just like, "Huh." Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's like the end of the movie. I was gonna yeah. say he he totally does like he finds the ring and totally look does a look at the camera and then it's like wink and it's like <laughs> a total like Looney is like see you folks, you know, like <laughs> like the diamonds like wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink. But it ends cool because it's very um noirish at the end. Yeah. Because like his girlfriend is lying on the bed and she's talking to him and like the music kicks in and he's like so into this diamond. And it like fades to black. It's a really cool noir ending. Oh, speaking yeah. of the ending as well, um, something you completely what? forget about is that her brother is staying with him. Yeah. Oh, um, really? And when it happened, I didn't know who it was. Cause like he opened his apartment door and there's this guy like passed out. <laughs> and he's got like food or drinks in his hand. And I was like, where is he at? I was like, what's happening now? I was like, oh, he's at his apartment because he brought it up in yeah. the very beginning of the movie. Okay. And then for a second, you question, like, is that supposed to be Denzel's son? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's a full grown adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but then like one of the things that uh, I didn't notice the first time I watched it, I noticed this time, uh, the, uh, the diamond dealer that they talk yeah. to. There's people that are is in also, on the heist. Yeah, there's multiple right? people yeah. that are in on the heist other than the the Clive Owen and the three other people. Yeah. It's the and Diamond and then Vikram, who's the bank teller, right? Is he? I thought he was for some reason. I can't is remember. He... Okay, I don't I don't know. I just remember seeing the diamond dealer at the end yeah, of, in the car. He's in the car, yeah. Uh but well, like I he, even meant so... to bring oh good. So but I was saying Denzel talks to him earlier about buying a, a diamond for a wedding ring. Yeah. And yeah. at the end he gets a diamond. And uh, I'm surprised there's no like final like final quote in the movie where it's just like, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" You know, to his his girlfriend. Like right, now that right. he has the diamond or something like that, I guess it's but more hinted at that he's got the diamond and he's gonna. I think he's so flabbergasted of how he got the diamond. I think it's like you're watching everything come into his head of like that was him. He was in the bank. He said he was in. A, like I feel like you're watching the last moments of Denzel be like. Yeah, I feel like putting like, it together. I yeah. feel like too, you have to act for the camera for this because if I, this happened to me and I had to look back on it, I'd probably look really stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. for, like, like, for like 20 minutes at my dresser, like, <laughs> like just like daydreaming. And I'm like, uh, oh, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wouldn't sit there and look at it, but man, that's great. Like, I would be yeah. that. I just, I probably have a really stupid look on my face as I'm trying to remember where it came like, from. Where did this diamond <laughs> come from? Uh... <laughs> that reminds me, this is totally off topic, but uh, there was a video online of this guy who was like, yeah, this is what everything's going to be like when we're not wearing masks anymore. And he was reading a book and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> <And> it... <laughs> he was like in a grocery store and he was like, Oh my he's like making these, and he's God. right because we're so used to wearing masks and like you can make whatever face you want because no one's looking but we're gonna get so used to that that oh we're gonna forget God. you have to link that died. now in the youtube video <laughs> i will i will um but one thing we didn't even talk about i kind of rushed at the end was that you find out that clive owen has built a wall inside like the stock room and has been living behind the wall for, for like a week week yeah yeah and that's and, how he got to take everything they grabbed and got yeah. out which is so genius like it's such a, it's like a great because they keep like cutting to parts where the other people are like working on something in that room but you don't really know what and even to the point where they dig that hole and i think james Rand says like that's a good shitting hole yeah and yeah. you don't realize like oh it's legitimately just the whole word. right yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really cool yeah. it's a really cool like uh first time watch and um when you don't know what's going on and how yeah. it's gonna like how it develops but yeah. like i i really enjoyed it watching this time i mean it's been uh what 14 years 15 years since i've seen it while. yeah so it was, it was still like a really cool watch like it was, it was pretty yeah. it's still under, really entertaining what's crazy to me is like i've only seen this i think one or two of the times but it's been years since I've watched this in its entirety, but the fact that I remember so many scenes from this movie, 
because they're all yeah. so memorable, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And actually, just to kind of wrap that up, because I do want to talk about this. So, like I said, Denzel ends up finding the diamond. Um, he puts everything together, end of movie. So that's inside, man. Um, so on Rotten Tomatoes, it had, let's see, it had 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Hanta, what would you give it? Man, I think this is like a 90, 90 for me. This is pretty really? good. Yeah, this, okay. is like, this is high caliber stuff for me. Okay. Matt, what would you give it? I'll set it at a 90. I, I think a 90 is like, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much there. I think it's an okay. awesome movie. Uh, it's one of the best heist movies. I was going to say, like yeah, heist plot lines. Like, as far as heist plot lines, where it's like, I buy this. Yeah. Where it's nothing, it doesn't seem like bullshit. It seems like it could really be done and they could really get away with it. And agreed. Yeah, I, I, I give it a 90 oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as Training Day. Um, like if I had to rank the movies we did for Denzel Month, it'd be Training Day, Inside Man, and Ricochet. I think everybody would be that way. Is that right? Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet. Oh man. <laughs> no, it'd probably be uh, uh it'd probably be yeah, probably inside man train day ricochet. That way. Okay, yeah. Matt, would yeah. you Training day, uh, inside man ricochet. And then, yeah. Um, but after watching all these movies, like I know this, I know Inside Man's a little more straightforward than mm-hmm. Ricochet and Training Day is. Um, but like after watching all these movies, like I think Denzel might be my favorite actor. Like after, because I watched Virtuosity and Little Things and stuff like that. And like yeah. you can even have a really bad movie, and he's in it and he carries the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, his charisma yeah. and like his line delivery and like he's an awesome actor have you seen yeah, uh, have you seen crimson tide never saw it check it out it, it's pretty yeah. aw- it's pretty awesome yeah it's especially because cool. you got him opposite uh gene hackman they okay. both like them on screen together is like it's awesome it's insane okay have you guys ever seen courage under fire yep i have is that good uh, I back in the nineties. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a long time ago, but that's kind of I think where Matt Damon got his start is on that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was exactly. like that that school ties I think. So it's like, and yeah, I think he's notable in, in Courage Under Fire because he lost like, uh, like a crazy amount of weight for it, so he's like very very skinny. Okay. Movie and it's like cool. It's crazy because it's like I think it's part of it's like I think he's dealing with like a PTSD. So they cut they do they do like a lot of flashbacks current day. So you see him in the flashbacks where he's like uh, more like in shape, and then when they cut to him in the flash four, he's like a lot skinnier and uh, underweight. Oh, really? Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, just going back, just kind of wrap it up with Inside Man as well, though. But like I said, even though it's a more straightforward movie to talk about, and there's not like a lot to like really um, like criticize in it, because like yeah. yeah, the music's awesome, the shots look great, the story unfolds, the pace is awesome, like everything is just on par if i had to pick one thing i didn't love about it is a little more characterization on denzel's part um not i mean denzel can get away with it because he's denzel you can give no backstory on denzel and you'll find him as an interesting character yeah Yeah. um maybe that's why they didn't do it but he doesn't have much to like reflect on you know he wants to marry his girl yeah and that's really all you know about him (laughs) that's that's like really it oh what uh what would you want to know about him I don't know. Just some, I don't know. Just, I, 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 you're gonna make a joke, whatever I say. But like, I can't I'm think make of a joke. Oh, that's not you. That now we're gonna make a joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe because like I feel like um, I would say Ethan. I was gonna say like with Training Day, Ethan you, Hawke's character. You don't really know too much about. I guess you just know. You, yeah. So I think back when I said maybe because even <laughs> Ethan Hawke's character. Is so <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> this is where we make fun of him (laughs) cool never mind so that's gonna wrap up denzel month which i think was one of our best months that we've had yeah yeah Yeah, we had some best uh, months in a while we had a good uh lineup of movies this month we did very very oh yeah even ghost was on point um which i feel like might be our all of our collective's favorite movie of this podcast um it's great but we have an it's rare that we all agree it's yeah it's true uh, we have an awesome March coming up. We have decided that for martial arts, this is like perfect. We're like all excited about this. We're going to start off with Karate Kid, the original. And then we're going to go into the Matrix, the original. And then we're going to go to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original. We should have done, I mean, all those movies have sequels. We should have done Karate Kid 3, Matrix Revolution, <laughs> and 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, whatever the Turtles in Time is. It what it Dude, is? Th- Turtles- I yeah. hate three. Two's. I would watch two again. I remember three being trash. Wait, for it which just, movie? It's we just boring. Named, we just named a lot of threes. Which <laughs> three oh, Ninja Turtles. Sorry, Ninja Turtles three. <laughs> yeah, I remember nothing. Yeah, about that. yeah, yeah use I would watch. But uh, yeah, so that's martial arts. I think that's gonna be another fantabulous. Yeah, fantabulous. I think we're fun doing that. <laughs> fantabulous. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna just, we're gonna try to continue with the themes months because it seems to be working. And Hanto, um, me and Matt were talking yesterday, and we're almost at halfway to Halloween. So uh, maybe some uh, maybe a horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah. oh! I I was like, what do we what? until yeah. october it's still a long ways off so we're talking about yeah. april might be a might be a good month april or movies. may april or may if we yeah. did uh yeah. in the in the past before martial arts was created for i mean it wasn't created on here but uh when we used to get a horror hound it was in march so we always did like the halloween in march area so that might be sense. right yeah it would make sense if we did like maybe april maybe April's fine. april yeah, okay. april is the sixth month uh from halloween so yeah let's do april are we calling it now then april will be halfway to halloween i would like to vi- uh revisit some horror movies i think it'd be nice yeah, yeah. Okay, we nice. haven't watched we we've gotten to a point where we we don't watch any horror movies on here except for october yeah well, yeah, kind of I mean, even though we way. just did yeah. we just did Silent Hill, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like I was like, man, we haven't we haven't really done anything in a while. Yeah. What uh, so, what sort of what sort of trash are we going to visit this in? in April? Well, I told Matt. <laughs> I'm telling Matt. Hold on, just hold an on. Idea. We will talk about this off the, the oh, episode. Yeah. We can after, talk about this off the after episode. hours. <laughs> before, we start, before we start making staples of what we're going to watch, I'm not making a, I'm not a statement. Um, no staples. Because, like, you know, I don't want to pull another virtuosity where all yeah. of a sudden, like, hey, oh, we're, we're going to cover... do. Hey, hey, you know what? For the for the listeners and the viewers, don't be surprised. We just list the, the movies for martial arts. Don't be surprised if all of those just change. <laughs> They're not going to change. No, I don't I think they will. I don't, don't be will. surprised. I don't think they will, but don't be surprised. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you have any comments or any requests, you can hit us up on Facebook. Or you can email us at cinemalcoolpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and, and drop, so them, drop them in the comments in the YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit, hit, the, hit, the, hit the like button on those videos. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're constantly posting videos. Uh, yeah. And yeah, join in on the discussion in the comments. We'll probably maybe join in. We will. We will. Well, there's three of us. <laughs> You'll, of see. Us comment. You'll, You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you love listening to it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time. I'm good if you guys are. Are you on an iPad? Do you have an iPad stand? Yeah. That's cool. I'm using like four Stephen King books. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. I totally believe you. I think all yeah. you need is the stand and under the dome and you'll be good. That should be yeah, I've got, enough. Well, actually, I only got three. I got Christine, It, and Dark Half. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. It's doing most of the work. I say yeah, it is. <laughs> that, is that Stephen King's novella right there? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm using. <laughs> it's the mist. <laughs>